Well, hey, let's celebrate Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, but not just Thursday, because you're also listening to Just Another Fanboy, episode number 233, JAF Classics number six. Am I inspiring others? Let's find out. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and hey, I feel like this COVID thing that I've had, I really do feel like it is quickly becoming a distant memory, but still, just in case, I am going to give you one more JAF Classic episode this week. This is episode number six that was originally published back on October 4th, 2006, and I'm going to spoil something for you. During the episode... I call the Around Comics voicemail line. Around Comics was a podcast back then, a pretty big one, and it's still a podcast now. And back then, I called their voicemail line during my sixth episode and left a voicemail while I was recording the episode. It's completely scripted, and listening back to it, it sounds in no way natural at all to my ears. But I did it, and uh, I think it's kind of funny. Anyway, here you go. This is episode number six. You're listening to Just Another Fanboy, the podcast with dull and listless hair. Just Another Fanboy is a Lynx Broadcasting production. Welcome to episode number six of Just Another Fanboy. This episode was recorded on October 3rd, 2006, and sometimes needs a little encouragement just to get out of bed each morning. Just Another Fanboy was recorded near a live studio audience. Hello, I'm your host, Steven. The pinky toe on my left foot hurts or, and I'm here to take you gently by the hand, look soulfully into your eyes, and talk comics for the next 30 minutes or so. Are you up for it? Too bad, because here we go. This week, we have your usual news and picks, along with the low-rent fanboy tip of the week. Norman, Oklahoma joins us later for The View from Norman, Oklahoma. And Gary, Indiana will also be in later for a new segment here at Just Another Fanboy called At the Movies with Gary, Indiana. A new game in which you, the listener, can win a $10 iTunes gift certificate. Stay tuned for more info. Also coming up in this week's show, I make a call to the Around Comics podcast and leave a message on their voicemail. That sounds just damned exciting, doesn't it? Just another fanboy, the message board is officially one week old today, and we have exactly, oh, nearly, well, looks like one member. And that would be me. I look so sad in there all by myself, posting to no one, staring off into the blank corners of the empty forums. Come on in, www.pythonland.com slash fanboy, or just follow the link at justanotherfanboy.com. I have pudding waiting for all. This episode begins week two of Change Stephen's A challenge thrown out to all of you to try to get me to read some more indie books. Send me an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com and try to sell me on an indie book you love. If you can convince me, I'll drop a book I'm currently getting and pick up your recommendation. Then I'll tell everyone what I think of the book during the show. So remember, change Stephen's And with that out of the way, on to listeners' emails. 
This week's email comes from Kristen, who hails from Parts Unknown. And Kristen wrote, Just thought I'd let you know that even as a minimal comic fan, your podcast is fantastic. I laughed. I cried. I wondered what the heck you think of when you come up with this stuff. Thanks, Kristen. Kind words indeed. It's nice to know that even a minimal comic fan can enjoy the show. The guys over at Around Comics gave me some advice. They said to find my niche and to try to do something I enjoy, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create a show that can be entertaining as well as informative. As far as for what I'm thinking of when I come up with this stuff, well, Kristen, I have one word for you. Puddin'. That's all I'm saying. Hi, this is George Robb, and when I'm not busy tinkering with my home liposuction kit... I download and listen to the Just Another Fanboy podcast with your host, Stephen. Take it away, my friend. Thanks, George. George Rob, of course, is a man behind, and forgive me if I mispronounce this, George, Blue Parenthetical Polka, the song that plays under our fictional commercials each week. Check out George's website at www.geologicrecords.com. Speaking of which, it looks like it's time for news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ. The pill for those of you out there who feel just a minor discomfort in the pinky toe of your left foot. Tell me, are you tired of feeling moderate to almost no pain two or three times a year in the pinky toe of your left foot? Do you find that not a year goes by that you feel an almost slight twinge in the pinky toe of your left foot while putting on a pair of socks? Have you ever kicked a football with your bare left foot and found that seconds later you could still feel the sting in your pinky toe? Well, now's your chance to try Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ. Because little to no pain at all just a few times a year can sometimes be just a little too much. Just ask your doctor if Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ is right for you. Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ should never be taken with any other medication. Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ should never be taken on the same day that you've eaten chicken. Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ should never be taken between the hours of 5.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ has been known to cause instant paralysis in 85% of patients. Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ has been known to cause blood to flow freely from the eye sockets in 86% of patients. Triambla Cortex DXLM QRZ has been known to cause attacks by wild rabbit badgers and 93% of patients. Triambla Cortex DX... Oh, never mind. DC's solicitations for December revealed that writer John Ostrander and artist Tom Mandrake are teaming up on Batman issues 660 and 661 to allow the regular creative team of Grant Morrison and Andy Kubert to play catch-up. Just like the citizens of the Marvel Universe, you too can pick up your own copy of the Daily Bugle, hitting stores monthly from Marvel. In the tradition of the Civil War Daily Bugle newspaper and the Pulse House of M newspaper comes the Daily Bugle, the newspaper with all the latest news and updates on everything happening at Marvel. Brimming with articles and images on all the comics hitting stands that month, the Daily Bugle brings you the latest news on, on your favorite books and creators, plus feature interviews, updated images, previews, variant covers, and tons more. Each month, the Daily Bugle will contain an up-to-date checklist on all of Marvel's comics and collections so you can make sure not to miss a single issue or volume. 
Pick up the premier October issue of the Daily Bugle out today for all the highlights of the month, including the cover story, Ultimate Power, Civil War News, and more on the Dable Brothers. Microsoft and Marvel Entertainment confirm that Cryptic Studios has been named the developer of the Marvel Universe Online, the highly anticipated massively multiplayer online video game exclusive to Xbox 360 and Windows Vista. This March, writer Bill Willingham will answer readers' burning questions about fables in issue number 59 of the hit Vertigo series. Readers can submit their questions about the series at dccomics.com slash site slash fables. The issue will feature a series of short stories answering a selection of the questions illustrated by several artists. Fables number 59 will be solicited in the January previews to arrive in stores in March. For the first time ever, Jamie Delano and Goran Suzuka's groundbreaking series Outlaw Nation is being collected into a single volume by Desperado Studios and Image Comics. Originally published by Vertigo from 2000 to 2002, the 19-issue saga tells the tale of Story Johnson, a 100-year-old semi-deranged amnesiac pulp fiction writer returning home from 25 years missing in action in Vietnam. All Story wants is to recover his missing time and catch up with the Johnson family members. Trouble is, a lot of them have disappeared, and those that are left have put him have put the blame on him. Outlaw Nation is a 456-page black-and-white trade paperback retailing for $15.99 and is scheduled to be in stores November 8, 2006. Beginning in late 2006, Hellboy fans will see their beloved hero like they've never seen him before. The Hellboy animated line debuts with The Sword of Storms, a new animated version of Mike Mignola's Hellboy, being produced by Stars Media and released on DVD by Stars Home Entertainment. Dark Horse Deluxe is joining the celebration with a variety of comics and toys, all scheduled to tie in with the DVD release of The Sword of Storms coming on February 6, 2007. Hellboy creator Mike Mignola chose character concept artist Sean Cheeks Galloway to create a contemporary stylized look for the Hellboy animated movies. Taking a cue from that style, Dark Horse Deluxe will release two full-size limited edition statues, both sculpted by Tony Cipriano, that will appear on store shelves just before the holidays. The first of these statues, Hellboy, features the muscular red demon in his billowing trench coat, posed with his gun ready to fire. Hellboy's amphibious confidant Abe Sapien is posed and ready for action as the second statue. In movie news, Academy Award nominee Robert Downey Jr. will take on the role of one of Marvel's greatest superheroes, signing on as the title character for Marvel Studios' highly anticipated Iron Man. This project, the first feature film to be produced independently by Marvel Entertainment, will launch into theaters May 2, 2008. The film is being directed by Jon Favreau and will be distributed by Paramount Pictures. Variety is reporting that Dimension Films has acquired movie rights to OCT, Occult Crimes Task Force, an image comic series that launched in July. Creator Rosario Dawson will produce as well as star in the film. In DVD news, the Snakes on a Plane DVD will hit shelves on January 2nd of 2007. Extras will include a commentary track from Samuel L. Jackson and director David R. Ellis. Deleted scenes with optional commentary from David R. Ellis a pure Venom behind-the-scenes documentary, a Snakes on a Blog featurette documenting the film's fan-based buzz, a Meet the Reptiles featurette about the snakes featured in the film, and a Snakes on a Plane VFX featurette. This week on DVD, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, the locked and loaded unrated director's cut, 
Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the extraordinarily deluxe edition three-disc set, and of course, X-Men The Last Stand. And this has been your news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. Thank you for calling. Your call is very important to us. If you are currently using a touch tone phone, press 1. If you are using a rotary phone, press 2. You know, I'm not only a podcaster, I'm a podcast listener. A podcast listener tour. A podcast listening tour. I listen to podcasts. And there's one out there that I make sure and catch each and every week, and that's Around Comics. As a matter of fact, I was just listening to their latest episode today, and they played a voicemail that was recorded from a fan. And I thought it would be fun to leave them leave their show a voicemail. And then I thought it would be even more fun to leave them a voicemail while recording this show. So, here we go. It's a lot of buttons to push here. Welcome to GCast, here we where go. you can create your own podcast using nothing but a telephone. Nice. Get your voice heard and reach all your friends and fans using GCast.com. Ooh. Please enter the 10-digit phone number with okay, which you register. This is the hard part. Did it work? Sorry, I didn't oh. that. Please enter the 10-digit phone number Man. with which you registered. Try again. Okay. Is it? Please enter your four-digit nice. password or PIN. Welcome. Now you can record a new audio clip. Here we go. We'll give you a chance to discard your recording and start over. Begin recording after the tone. Okie doke. When you're done, press pound. Ready? Yep. Set. Go. Chris, Sal, Tom, this is Stephen Orr, a.k.a. Stephen from the boards. And I'm the host of Just Another Fanboy, the podcast that smells like cheese. As a matter of fact, I'm actually recording this week's episode, episode number six, as I speak. And I wanted to take a moment while I was recording to just blatantly sell my show on your show. So come on, all you listeners of Around Comics, take a moment, or 30, and check out JustAnotherFanboy.com for all your comic book and dry cleaning needs. So now I finish with my anti-stealth mission to take over your internet airwaves and return you back to the capable and surprisingly smooth hands of Chris, Sal, and even Tom the disembodied voices of Around Comics. I really do love your show, guys. Thanks for taking the time out of your lives each week to sit in a comic book store and talk comics. Of course, regardless of the show, you guys would probably be doing that anyway, right? Anyway, that's all I have. I dare you to play this. I double-dog dare you. Oh, yeah, and listen to episode number six at justanotherfanboy.com and hear me take up my listener's time with me, recording me, recording my voice for you. And me. See ya. I do this for you folks. I really do.
And now my comic book picks of the week. This week from DC Comics, 52, week number 22. Written by Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucka, and Mark Wade. Breakdowns by Keith Giffen. Art by Various. Covers by J.G. Jones. The story of the year continues in four more chapters of America's only weekly superhero adventure. In this issue. Good news, sir. Your son, Connell, didn't die in the crisis after all. Plus the origin of Green Lantern by Wade and Ivan Rice and Mark Campos. 52. A year without Superman. A year without Batman. A year without Wonder Woman. But not a year without heroes. Detective Comics number 824, written by Paul Dini, art by Don Kramer and Wayne Foucher, cover by Simone Bianche. One of the Dark Knight's most ruthless foes returns to Gotham City, ready to resume business and settle old scores in Night of the Penguin. Both Batman and Bruce Wayne find themselves at odds with the Dirty Bird as Penguin feathers a new nest with lies, deceit, and murder. And for Marvel Comics, Criminal Number 1, written by Ed Brubaker, art by Sean Phillips. This fall, crime noir smacks you right in the face as award-winning writer Ed Brubaker, whose recent hits on Daredevil, Captain America, and the X-Men have made him one of the top writers in the field, joins best-selling Marvel Zombies artist Sean Phillips for Criminal, a new ongoing series from Icon. Navigating through a world of smoky bar rooms and double crosses to present tales of heists, murders, and cons, Criminal is determined to be different than any other book on the shelves today. In our debut issue, we meet Leo, who can plan the perfect heist, but only if he can be convinced the job is safe enough. See, Leo is not a shoot-first-think-later guy. Leo is a professional. But to some criminals, even professionals, the right payout is worth almost any risk. So when an old friend and a crooked cop approach with a plan to seize millions of dollars in contraband from an evidence transport van, Leo must make tough choices, knowing there's nothing you can trust less in this world than a cop on the take. As a And as a bonus, each issue of Criminal will be packed with material featuring a full-length continuing story, as well as backup stories and articles about the crime genre in all its forms from the pulps to the modern day. And that's my comic book picks of the week. Before we move on, I do want to mention another release this week, one that I'd love to pick up but just simply can't afford the 75 clams to get. Otherwise, I'd be all over this like a snail on a giant pickle. I'm talking about the absolute edition of Darwin Cook's New Frontier by DC. According to the DC website, this oversized absolute edition features new story pages, detailed annotations, alternate sequences, and an extensive gallery of sketches, pinups, action figure art, and much more. In the 1950s, Cold War paranoia outlawed the mystery men of the Golden Age. Stalwarts such as Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman continued to fight for truth and justice, But as the world hurtled toward an uncertain future, it would take a new breed of hero to define the American way. DC The New Frontier takes readers on an epic journey from the end of the golden age of heroes to the beginnings of the legendary Justice League of America. Darwin Cook's most ambitious project yet features the stunning color art of Dave Stewart, an introduction by DC's president and publisher Paul Levitz, and an afterword by Cook. 
If you hadn't, if you haven't had a chance to read this yet, I suggest picking this up. If not this edition, then find the two trades DC released. Check your library if you have to, because this is a must read for any DC fan. And now the low rent fanboy tip of the week. If you got the money, I've got the time. We'll go honky talking and we'll have a time. We'll make all the night spots, dance, drink beer and wine. If you got the money, honey, I've got the time. This week's tip, share your comics. I've been reading comics since the early 80s when my older brother started collecting. I started up my own collection in the mid-80s and then inherited his collection in the mid-90s when he decided that he just didn't have the room to store them anymore. I stopped collecting in the late 90s when I couldn't afford them anymore and started collecting again the same month that Identity Crisis Number 1 came out. Once my brother heard that I was collecting again, he started pestering me about getting this book and that book just so he could read them. Once he realized that I wasn't going to be able to afford all the books he wanted to read, he made me a little deal. He would pay for all the books that he wanted to read, and once he read them, I could keep them. Still, see, he still didn't want to collect. He just wanted to read the damn things. So, provided that I did all the work, which was driving to the store, buying the books, and taking them to his apartment, he would pay for them, and I got to add them to my collection. This was a sweet deal. Sadly, he since decided that he can't afford to fork over the cash, so I'm back down to buying half of what I was when he was pitching in. But if you become lucky enough to find someone to make a similar deal, take it. You can also get together with a group of friends who also read and pool your money to buy all the books you want each month, as long as you can all agree on who winds up with the books in the end. And frankly, that really shouldn't matter, should it? Because you still get to read the books, and that's what it's all about, right? This has been your Low Rent Fanboy Tip of the Week. Remember, if you have your own low-rent tips, email them to me at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com, and I'll include them in future episodes, giving you all the credit. And now it's on to another new and exciting segment here at Just Another Fanboy, At the Movies with Gary Indiana. The way this will work is that each week, Gary will recite dialogue from one of his favorite movies. Your job is is to determine which movie it came from. The first person to write in at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com with the correct answer will win a $10 gift certificate to iTunes. And so, the debut of At the Movies with Gary Indiana. I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but no, you wanted to play Little League instead. You think you know the movie? Write us here at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com and give us your answer. This week on Heroes, a spoilerific look at the latest episode of Heroes on NBC. Mohinder makes a friend. 
A lady claiming to be Papa Suresh's neighbor and friend comes into Mohinder's life and into his confidence as she begins to help him finish his father's work. Mark my word, folks, she's a bad one. Claire, the indestructible cheerleader, learns that the video her friend took of her jumping off the large iron structure in the previous episode is missing. And we learned by the end of this episode that her adopted father, the mysterious man in glasses, has the video. We're introduced to a new character this week, Matt Parker, a police officer from L.A. who has the power to read minds. He uses his power to find a girl who has been missing since the brutal murder of her parents. He doesn't quite seem to understand yet that what he's hearing are people's thoughts. So when he mentions to a superior who suspects, who suspects that he may have committed this murder just so he can play the hero cop and find the little girl that Siler murdered these people, he is arrested as a suspect, considering that no one other than six cops knew of the name Siler. Speaking of Siler, it turns out he's a serial killer. Not much else is known just yet, but he obviously has some sort of powers. Nikki's reflection seems to be able to clean up after Nikki as she finds the garage clean and the dead bodies placed in a convertible with instructions to take the bodies to a remote location in the desert for disposal. We also learn that Peter's brother isn't the only one who can fly. Peter can fly, too. And in what, ha and in what was the coolest portion of the episode, it seems that when Hiro, our friend from Japan, teleported to New York, he teleported five weeks into the future and is there when a massive explosion races through the city, destroying everything in its path. Hero manages to, manages to teleport back to his original location in time before he, too, dies in the explosion. So, that was this week's episode in a nutshell. Does Siler tie into what will destroy the city of New York five weeks into the future? Who is the man in glasses working for? The government? Stay tuned next Monday for the next episode of Heroes. And now... The View from Norman, Oklahoma. The View from Norman, Oklahoma. A weekly segment in which our resident bitter old fanboy pisses and moans regarding the world of comics. Or just anything that generally pisses him off. Ladies and gentlemen, Norman, Oklahoma. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here today to talk about comic book delays. Let's take, for example, The Ultimates 2 from Marvel. Number 12 of this title was released last week, while the previous issue, number 11, was released way back in June. Wonder Woman from DC was originally solicited as a monthly book, and yet they couldn't even manage to get issue 2 out in time and were forced to reclassify the title as bi-monthly. All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy wondered, hey, is this even a book anymore? I mean, dern. We're going to be zooming to the comic book store in our flying cars to pick up the last issue by the time this piece of work is out. And now we got Jim Lee deciding he's going to relaunch Wildcats, which, lo and behold, has been delayed a month. Come on already! Jim Lee has already taken full responsibility for the seven-month-and-going delay of All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. And now we can't even start Wildcats on time? What's happening to comics when this happens and most readers just simply lie down and take it? Let's take Steven, for example. He could give a rat's behind that these books are delayed. Am I right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have quality books with constant art than books on time. What about both? Can't we have both? I mean, I ain't talking about those books that might be a week or two late. Fine, that happens. But seven months? Seven months? An issue one of Wildcats is a month behind. Why did DC even solicit this title if it wasn't ready? I'm just confounded by a delay like that. 
Well, you know, sometimes things come up and no one has any control over it. Ah, oh, shut your trap already. I'm tired of hearing you squawk. I'm out of here. Adios! That was The View from Norman, Oklahoma. And this brings another hair-pulling episode to a close. Remember, if you'd like to write in and tell me how much you love the show, because you know you do, shoot me an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. And don't forget to register and post at the Just Another Fanboy message board at pythonland.com slash fanboy. The, themes, the theme song for the show is Comic Book by the Super Spies. Find it and information about the band at garageband.com. The rest of the music from this week's episode comes from the Pod Show Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. And so now I leave you with my final thought of the week. Lemons are sometimes best used when planting seeds in the dark. See you next week. episode number six folks and right off the bat i want to make it clear that you can no longer win an itunes gift card you may know what gary was talking about what movie he was quoting from during at the movies with gary indiana and you're welcome to send in your emails to just another fanboy at gmail.com did i say send in your gmails oh my gosh anyway oh yeah the covid it's in my brain anyway if you want to take a guess Go ahead, fine, but you're not going to win an iTunes gift card at this point. It's already been done. It's over. And uh, a couple other things real quick about this episode. Change Stephen's Mind. This was the second episode I did this little project called Change Stephen's Mind. And honestly, stretching my memory back, I don't remember that anyone ever submitted anything. Nobody tried to change my mind. And I feel like eventually I just stopped asking. I don't know which episode that is, but it'd be kind of fun for us, you know, as we go along to uh, get to that point and say, well, here's the episode where I gave up because I'm not asking anybody to change my mind. How long did I last though? Well, that'll be fun too. Did I go two more episodes? Did I go 10? Did I go 20? How long before I just gave up? Uh, another quick thing, we had a little, like a little uh, a audio clip in there from George Robb. He, uh, I think I explained it in the episode, he was one of the musicians who had submitted their music to the pod show Podsafe Music Network, and I was using the uh, song Blue Parenthetical Polka. Uh, the Thank You for Calling clip in the in the episode is also from George Harab. And I end up using a number of his songs that he submitted over there. And the thing is, is that when you use someone's songs, or at least when you did back then when it was a thing, you could indicate which episode you were using their music in. And apparently he saw it and he listened to it and he liked the episodes enough that he sent in this thing. 
And come to find out, I didn't know about this for like a decade later, but he started his own podcast called the Geologic Podcast. And he started that in January of 2007. And he hasn't stopped. Uh, In fact, last week was his 750th episode. And I like to think that my little bit of nonsense here, this little podcast of mine, inspired him to create his own. I mean, I doubt that's the case, but I like to think it anyway. Um, I did promise to talk real quick about how I recorded these episodes with the different voices compared to how I do that stuff now. And uh, first of all, my kids were, were way young back then. I think my oldest child was four. And so I would have to wait until they were in bed before I could start recording. So I really didn't start recording at night until like nine or 10 o'clock. And then when I would have quote unquote scenes in the episode in which multiple people were talking and I was doing all their voices, I would record a line from Norman, Oklahoma, for example, and then I would stop and then I would uh, punch in and record like my reaction to that line. And then I would go back and record Norman's reaction. I would go back and forth and I kind of edited as I was recording and I would not get done with these episodes until like three in the morning. And I still had to, I mean, well, I mean, because I was editing as I was recording, by the time I went to bed, the the, the episode was done. I just had to get up the next morning and upload it. But <laughs> it, you know, I, I was a younger man back then staying up till three or four in the morning recording these dumb episodes wasn't that big of a deal to me. But nowadays I, you know, well, Nowadays, when I do, like when I was doing episodes of Stephen or else, and I would have these little sketches, I would uh, write a script and then I would sit down and I would do all of, for example, Abner Frank's, I would do all of his lines. Then I would do all of Virgil's lines. And then I would do, if I was part of it or somebody else was part of it, I'd record all their lines. And then I just put it together and that it did, it still took a couple of hours to edit it. But once it was recorded, then I could, you know, I could spend the week getting it all edited down for release. And it saved me a bunch of headache and bother and sleepless nights. But um, back then, a lot of the stuff, really, it's funny because I did script so much of these episodes. You know, if you listen to that, uh, the call I made to Around Comics, that, you know, obviously it was all scripted, but we we get to a point where I'm having conversations with Norman and Gary at the be, you know in in the intros of the episodes and stuff and a lot of that was not scripted out. I would make it up right there on the spot and because of that I couldn't just sit there and record all of Norman's lines and then record all of Gary's lines and then record all of my lines and then put them all together. And so there was a there was a reason for it uh but still I think I gave myself a lot more work, you know what I'm saying? So hey What'd you think? Send me an email, justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. And as I've been saying, maybe I could start back up with the listeners feedback section of the show eventually. Until then, folks, my name is Steven and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Wear a mask. Just, you know, wash your hands. Use the freaking stuff on your hands. The, 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 the stuff that kills the germs. I can't, the hand sanitizer. I couldn't think of it. You know, if you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. Oh, my God. I cannot imagine how these last two weeks would have gone had I not been vaccinated. I can guarantee you one thing. I would have been in the hospital because I am a very out of shape, at risk individual. And uh, I just I can't imagine how these last two weeks would have gone had I not been vaccinated. So I urge you all, if you're not vaccinated, please do so. All right. I'm done. Bye. 
Bye bye, Daddy. Bye bye, Daddy. Good job. <laughs>